Welcome to the Bell Ringers Teaching Podcast. Young's former teacher. He's my former student, and now he is on his beginning steps of becoming a teacher in student teaching. And teaching is a hard profession, and so we're here to support each other and uh, help help him be successful. Hi and my name is my name is Kaylin Bullock, hey, and this Young is Kim. hello. Hi. So I met Young back when he was. I mean, I only remember you from eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit of when you were in seventh grade. Do you remember me from when you were in seventh grade? Yeah, I think I remember passing by your room and knowing that right. that's the history teacher and can't wait to get in that classroom next year. But Right. Yeah. Yes. Young was a history buff from mm-hmm. the very beginning. Um, so, yeah, I guess I met him, I'll say, officially in eighth grade, and I was his teacher. And now I'm super old, and he's almost done with college and about to become a teacher. Right. Yeah, that makes me feel very Mm -hmm. old. Um, (laughs) So I've been a teacher, I have no idea how long, since about 2006, I became a teacher out in Seattle. So Young and I also have a unique, I'd say, school experience where I was teaching in a small private school. Christian school. And so I had young from the time he was in eighth grade all the way through 12th grade. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a pretty unique experience. Yeah, you were also my advisor. And we did student council together. Yeah, but you never did yearbook. No, I was no doing other things. Right. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I, I had young from eighth through 12th grade as a student. And I think that's pretty unique. Do you, what do you think, Young, are the pros and cons of that? Like, looking back, I won't be offended if you're like, I wish I would have had another history teacher. Although you kind of did, but we'll get to that later. Um, I think it there's some good in the, knowing your students from 8th grade and seeing them again. And for me, um, in 10th grade, and just... Um, being in a different like setting in terms of content um, throughout the years and so seeing your students over the years you can kind of see them grow as people as well so I think that's really cool yeah I liked it it was yeah overall I really liked getting to know students and having them but it definitely, you do get the feeling like, oh, we all could use a break, teacher and student probably. But I liked, liked to think that each of my classes that I taught were a little bit, they were all a little bit different. I mean, certainly the content overall was still history, but, you know, American history versus Western civilization versus government were mm-hmm. all a little bit different. Yeah, they, they all had a unique style, I guess. Yeah, well, and last year I was at a school, which was a much larger traditional public school, and it was kind of crazy to me that I was just going to see those kids for that year and then never again, probably. Like, that was really strange, even though I think that that's kind of the norm uh, 
mm. in a suburban public or you know urban public school yeah um now that you mentioned that like the idea that you only see these kids for one year like for me um going into student teaching my mentality was just i know i really want to make a big difference in the lives of my students but i'm also realistic in knowing that i i'll only see them for a year at the most maybe. well not even it would right. be a semester even yeah so you know like it's very easy to get down on yourself and think that oh like nothing that i'm doing is meaningful and they're just like who cares about right now i'm doing latitude zones like no one needs to know that the tropic of cancers 23 and a half degrees north but um i think going at it with the perspective that no this is um a short amount of time but um it's not my job to turn these kids lives around like i'm just a step in that process well, and I would encourage you, I think there's a lot more in just the little things of talking with kids and, you know, just the small connections actually add up to be pretty significant. Right. That's what I'm saying. I don't think that I am like a teacher that they're going to make a movie about me that dramatically changes the the way that like the the kids lives in just one year and all of a sudden they're going to be brilliant whatever's um i know that i'm a small step in 12 years of their lives and a bunch of other contextual factors that help influence that their lives in the future yeah well who knows they might make a movie about you you're just starting out you never know yeah i mean they they can make a movie about how this podcast just blows up and become <laughs> internationally known teachers yeah edu celebrities mm -hmm. i know i told my son that i was having this microphone for my podcast so i could be a celebrity and he asked why i wasn't going to be a teacher anymore and i said <laughs> no it's okay i'll still be a teacher right. so Let's talk a little bit about what we're currently doing. So we touched briefly on how we know each other. So as I had mentioned, I've been a social studies teacher for over 10 years. And I recently made the move uh, to becoming an instructional technology coach. So I work with teachers, helping them to integrate technology in their classrooms. And really, it's district-wide, but my focus is on the elementary level. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a new space for me that I'm really enjoying, but I'm learning a lot about it. So what about you? So right now, I am in my last semester of university. I'm doing student teaching at a, I would say, a medium-sized private Christian school about 30 mm -hmm. minutes outside of my university. And I am teaching 102 seventh graders and we are studying social studies, but it's actually geography. Right. Awesome. Seventh graders, they're a unique bunch. Yeah, for sure. There's a wide spectrum of 
maturity levels and um, yeah it's it's just a, a big mix yeah yeah well so let's see how many weeks into the school year are we are we about four weeks yeah this Three is weeks? week five for me Oh, wow. Week five. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You started a little bit earlier even. Right. So what are your five weeks in? I understand you're pretty much now full time up there in mm -hmm. front of the class. So what are your impressions? Um, I was, you know, like I knew that teaching was a lot, but doing this for now five weeks now, I'm really just beginning to scratch the surface on just how much there is to teaching and it's not just the the teaching it's <laughs> you gotta know your students and i'd love to see a job description of what a teacher <laughs> does like on a on a contract versus what you actually do because like my mentor teacher and everyone in the building they're doing potlucks for their students on some lunches and you know they have to be chaperones or field trips or mixers and it's it's not what you ex expect as a <laughs> nine-to-five job right well honestly what when so that going back to young's high school days and i kind of told him i thought he would be a great history teacher I honestly, I mean, I knew you loved history and I knew you'd be like a good mentor figure, but I thought, cause you were, I mean, you were involved in student council, you're creative. So anyway, I kind of thought you would enjoy, well, and you, I'm not saying that you don't enjoy it, but I kind of thought you would enjoy kind of those extra things. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that you would be the goofy, fun teacher that would I don't know, be involved in that stuff and enjoy it. And not saying that you don't. And and I know it is more than just the teaching that we talked about. Yeah, no, I think um, eventually I'll come to a point where I enjoy it and I really thrive off of that. But I think in my first baby steps as a beginning teacher, it's just um, a lot to handle because there's a lot to keep track of at one time. Yeah, so I'd say from what I I remember people telling me as far as like the content goes, because right now you're planning and it's kind of a new content to you because you haven't taught this particular right. subject before. And so the content, I don't know, by year, I think they said year three. And mm -hmm. I, I found that to be somewhat true by, by year three into it you're kind of like okay yeah i know what i need to teach and so that kind of falls away as being something new you have to master right and then the other thing i rem i i know and i'm trying to think you know classroom management i think is on the forefront of any mm -hmm. new teacher's mind and that too <laughs> funnily funny I guess like it also becomes kind of the last thing you think about as the years yeah. go on although I'm not sure exactly how many years it took <laughs> yeah um I'm glad you mentioned classroom management because obviously like the first couple of weeks the 
the students are getting used to you and you're trying to establish your own routines and I guess one of the questions that I have is how like or like what did you do if you can remember like in the first couple of weeks to establish those norms Oh, yeah, I remember I would try a lot of different things. I when I first graduated, I did read the the Harry Wong first days of school book. Mm -hmm. And it, although I don't know that that is suggested anymore, I'm not 100% sure that I would suggest it anymore. Mm. I, I don't know. Um, but it did kind of help me think about coming up with a behavior system. Um, I'd actually, Michael Linson, I think is his name, and he has Smarter Classroom Management, I think is what it's called. Mm -hmm. That might be a direction I would point new teachers in, uh, his approach. And he even breaks it down for elementary school, middle school, high school, so that it's more appropriate. Mm. Um, but I definitely remember, you know, you have to go through the procedures. Mm -hmm. And then I remember maybe my second year, and I wonder if you remember this too, at our school, we actually had a PD about classroom management at the beginning of the school year. And they talked about how you have to teach your rules and even give a rules test. Do you remember having a rules test? No, I don't. Okay. I wonder, I don't know how... I wondered if like all the, cause we were a small school. I wondered if all the teachers were giving them or not. Mm -hmm. um, and then toward the, what I eventually landed on and enjoyed and I liked was more so having a discussion. I remember having a discussion with the class at the beginning of the year. What, what does it take? What do you need to be a good learner or what do you need to be a learner mm -hmm. and they I think I had people submit things on a Google form mm -hmm. and then I compiled the answers into a word cloud and I think I got this idea off of Twitter and then from the word cloud I think we came up together with some expectations mm -hmm. and it's possible that you know, and I think often when you do that with students, they end up coming with the same expectations that you would have, but mm. there was ownership and action on their side. Yeah. So, um, and then I also, I heard Eric Robinson um, of, he has the Teachers Talking Tech podcast. He's an elementary teacher and he was at our PD and he said his rule in his second grade classroom is just be nice. And then, hmm. um, you know, he just has little conversations with kids when they're breaking that rule. And hmm. so I think that's an interesting way, especially in an elementary setting. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say the more you can involve students into why the expectations are in place as they are. And then... I mean, there is a lot of truth, I'd say, in being kind of kind of stern, make sure you're following through. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember, because the first few days, the first few weeks, you're like, oh my goodness, they're angels. 
mm-hmm. but you know because they they are they're kind of they're behaving really well but yeah. i think they're kind of looking a little bit for what they can get away with mm-hmm. and so you do want to try to stay consistent from the very beginning and if you say you're gonna um have an expectation to follow through with it and consistently okay yeah it's tough but yeah i would i would say smarter classroom management michael linson uh is as a resource i would go to because he he was a regular classroom teacher then he went to be like a special like a elective kind of teacher and the kids were just so different uh, in that class. And anyway, he does lots of good tips, I think, for classroom management. All right. I'll check him out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's your impressions that, like, just the workload seems to be way more than just planning and grading, but you're probably plenty overwhelmed with just planning and grading, right? right. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, when you mentioned three years in order for the teachers to kind of get into the hang of it and kind of on autopilot in terms of content that, you know, I just really want to be at that three year mark already. <laughs> but Well, I will say, remember, I was a, at our school, which is small, so I had five different classes to plan for. Mm-hmm. So it might have taken me a little longer, mm-hmm. um, you know, depending on where you land your first job. Maybe if you right away are only teaching geography all day, every day, mm-hmm. that'll be a faster um, transition. Yeah. Actually, um, I'm curious, who who was the person who had your job before you came to Shoreline? Well, she was also a graduate of Calvin University, mm-hmm. and she had been there for seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she found a job at another school and moved like during the summer. And so they were desperate for a teacher. Oh. And luckily, I was desperate for a job. <laughs> but like you didn't get, um, did you get a lot of materials from her as she left? Or? Uh there was a lot left over because she did leave in like the middle of the summer. Mm-hmm. I think she, so that was a little frowned upon. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot of stuff left behind, but um, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I, I used, I think I used some of it. It was back in the day when there were still like some notes, transparencies and notes mm-hmm. packets from the textbook. <laughs> uh that yeah with five preps you have to end up using and I did use so yeah I found a few things but we never like sat down and had a conversation Hmm. like uh yeah yeah okay gotcha Uh, anyway (laughs) so as far as my new job my new elementary versus secondary world it's been interesting to just see when they're smaller, when they're smaller, mm-hmm. they're a lot sweeter, but they also, I mean, it's interesting when you're thinking about kids who can hardly read, you know, you have to do a lot of modeling, right? which is, it's 
different than the high school world, mm-hmm. I'd say, where you can allow that, like, here, give them this, and you know that they can do it with some independence. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big adjustment for me to So what's the youngest notice. grades that you're working with then? Uh, kindergarten is the youngest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Kindergarten through fifth grade, really. And I think uh, kind of coming to a close, one of the things I found striking and what some of the advice I'll give for you too, uh, as, or just as far as ed tech, because you know, I love ed tech mm-hmm. and I feel like when you're having kind of whole group instruction time and you're asking these these questions out to students and you have the students raising their hand, like the very traditional model. Mm -hmm. I guess I look around the room at all the students and it's like, yeah, there's those few that are raising their hand, but then there's all those others that are maybe out in la la land or maybe they're super confused. Right. And it just makes me think about like, everybody if you're asking the question likely everybody needs to be taking some time to answer it so Mm. you know low well no tech version even having kids do a turn and talk and hopefully Mm -hmm. they will you know actually try to talk about the answer first but then if you do have access pretty easy access to technology um, having a pair deck. So maybe you are doing kind of a lecture, a pair deck, basically you can convert your Google slides into the pair deck and you can stop and have them answer questions as you go. And all of them have a chance to answer in that way, you know, and they all should be answering and you should be really looking for that understanding of all of them before you move on. And, and I do think technology, like Pear Deck makes it really easy for to make sure you know they're all involved in answering those questions. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's just what I've noticed. <laughs> so, all right. Well, this has been fun to talk yeah. about your journey, and really, I do hope you know. I feel like there's a teacher shortage, and teaching really is a tough profession. That you know, it doesn't pay a lot. And (laughs) so I just, I really hope that by us having these chats, I can help support you and potentially other listeners and other new teachers out there so that they, number one, feel like they're not alone. And hopefully number two, feel like they have some guidance and some hope that like, even though it's really overwhelming right now, it's Mm. not always going to be this way. So we're not going to leave any teacher behind. Right. (laughs) <laughs> for me, I, I'm looking forward to, you know, seven years down the line after passing my three years and I know how to do everything already perfectly, right? As all <laughs> oh, yeah. And um, not being flexible and just like sticking to my rigid system once I found it. Um, mm-hmm. To look back at um, where I was today and just see the growth over these podcast episodes that we're going to do. and. Um, I think it will be really fun for me to, you know, maybe when I have student teachers of my own, I could Ooh. I could send them my my experiences as a student teacher. So I think that'd be fun. All right, I love it. I think this has been a really good premiere episode, and uh, hopefully we'll be back again recording soon. Mm-hmm.
right. All right. My Next time. My name is Kaylin Bullock. No teacher left behind. <laughs>